Hello and welcome to the Crying Burns Calories podcast. I'm your host, Katie Saltzman, personal trainer, nutrition coach, entrepreneur, creator, and expert in teaching women how to take back control of their health, their mindset, and their happiness. Most of you know me as a nutrition coach, but this podcast and this platform is going to be so much more. This is a place where I want to be able to talk about it all. Yes, of course, health and fitness, but also relationships, social media, adulting, hormones, just life. I want this podcast to cover all the ups and downs, and I want you to know that you're not alone. Ultimately, I'm here to give you the confidence to break through what's holding you back, to embrace who you fully are and show up authentically in life. Because life is messy. It's not perfect and it's not meant to be. So grab your wine, a drink, or if you're like me, that chocolate or that ice cream, because it's time to take our stories and the things we go through and make them our superpower. It's time to laugh, cry, learn, and understand that we are all in this together. So let's dive in. So I just got back home from a trip to Detroit, and it was so much fun. I spent six days there. And this trip was a lot of time with family, some time with friends, and just a couple events that I had going on. I took a couple of days off social media, which felt so good. Didn't worry about creating any content. Like, we all need that, right? Less scrolling and then more intentional in creating memories with the people in our lives that we just freaking love. And that's what I did, and it felt so good. And what was really cool about this trip, and this is the first time this has happened, is I was excited to come back to Denver. When I said, hey, I'm going back home to Denver, that statement felt right. Denver feels like my home now, and I couldn't wait to get back to my apartment and my place. For so long, I was attached to Detroit being my home. You know, the first couple of months here were rough. They were chaotic. It was complete survival mode. And there were so many times where I wanted to drive back home to Detroit. I There were so many times where I almost packed a car and just drove and said, hey, it didn't work out. I tried. And I'm so glad I didn't. It's like I stuck it out through the hard part. And now I've made the switch where not only does this feel like home, but life here is starting to get really, really exciting for me. And I can't wait to start sharing some of this with you. But yeah, I'm a Colorado girl now. Denver is my home. And that's so crazy to say. And before I left, I did a post on social media and I said, hey, ask me anything. And what I actually found out is that you, as much as you love nutrition and fitness, you actually wanted to know so much about my personal life and updates in Denver. And I realized that I actually haven't updated you. Like I dropped bombs of stories that happened with like the craziness of when I got here. And then I haven't really updated you on what life like is in Denver and what it's like to try and make friends in a new city and navigate yourself in a new city and heal from trauma and am I dating? And you had all of these questions for me. And I thought, I'm just going to do a podcast episode to update everybody on my life and what's happening and answer your questions because I think that's the best way to just go through and answer them. So I loved that you asked personal questions. I'm ready to get into it. I'm ready to dive in. So uh, let's go. Let's go. 
I think the first thing that so many of you realized, and I didn't even, I was surprised how many of you noticed, I was waiting for the questions to come, is that you noticed that I was no longer posting stories of Tucker and you were asking if he was okay and Tucker is fine. If you saw him on my story back in Michigan, he is a very, very happy dog back in Michigan. And the decision to take him back there was a really, really hard one. And I want to explain it because unless you're in the situation, you can't really imagine going through it. So obviously, Tucker was with me driving out to Colorado. It was like the Katie and Tucker show. We had so much fun and we had no idea what was waiting for us on the other side of this. I've had Tucker since he was 10 months old. He's a rescue dog. He's a beagle and a chihuahua mix, and he's already a little bit nervous. And on top of that, he is a rescue dog, so separation anxiety. And I, I've i noticed it in him before, but when we lived in Michigan, to be honest, he just sort of slept on the couch all day and loved going for walks and was just a goofy dog. And he was used to suburbs. He was used to having a yard. And then when we got here... Not only is it a new environment, but it's a high-rise apartment. I'm taking him up and down an elevator, and we are living in an empty space. There's an air mattress, and there's Tucker's bed, and that was it. And dogs pick up on energy. And Tucker knew that I wasn't okay and that I was going through a hard time. And he started to get massive separation anxiety to the point where if I left, he would just scream and howl and cry the whole time. I mean... If you've ever if you've ever heard a beagle howl, it is not quiet at all. And I had never really heard his like true howl until we got here. And it got to the point where I was having so many complaints in my apartment. I was borderline getting ready to get kicked out. He had I didn't even know dogs could get noise violations filed against them. Guess what? They can. He had 3 of them. Every time I would leave, he would not only howl and bark, but he started scratching at the door and he scratched through to the wood at the door. Um, He cut his paw open at one point doing that. And I couldn't do anything or navigate anything because I was so worried about him, but then also about getting in trouble. So it was to the point where even when I would go to the grocery store, I would take him with me. And this might sound like a dramatic thing to say, but it felt like a more subtle version of sort of solitary confinement, right? I'm in a place that's completely empty. I don't know anybody. I don't have connection. And January was a really hard month for me, January and February. It was the first time in my life where, and, and I'll, I'll be open and honest with this, I, I was struggling with depression 100%. And it was the first time in my life where I had to show up fake on social media. And I don't like that. I, I really, I work hard to be authentic. I work hard to be myself. And I know that everything in life isn't always sunshine and rainbows, but I was to the point where I was having trouble getting out of bed, but I had to show up on social media with a smile because it was like fight or flight mode. It was survival mode. I did what I had to do. And sometimes in life, you just have to fake it till you make it. I'm a big advocate of like mental health and showing your emotions and and being open and honest about stuff. But I wasn't in a position where I could do that. I was truly fake it till I make it. And I made it and I'm on the other end of it. But that was the first time in my life where I even called my parents and I said, like, I think I'm struggling with depression. I've, I've never felt like this before. I can't get out of bed. I can't stop crying. And it was just, it was a tough, it was such a tough three months in life. And dogs felt that energy. So I made the decision when my mom got here. Again, we didn't know my stuff was coming, right? So my mom got here and we had already planned to take Tucker back to Michigan at that point. And we just felt like it was the best choice. 
Because one, if I was going to give myself a fair chance here in Colorado, it means I have to get out and start meeting people. I was three months in. I hadn't met anybody. I was staying in my apartment. Tucker wasn't happy. I wasn't happy. And I knew that. And two, Tucker deserves to be happy, right? He didn't handle it well. It was such bad separation anxiety. And he was stressed out and sad. You know, if you if you follow me for a bit, Tucker is this goofy, silly, playful boy, and he wasn't that at all. So he is now back in Michigan, and he's with my ex, my ex-husband. So when I initially got Tucker, we adopted him together. We rescued him together. I would definitely say, and he would agree with this, Tucker was way more of my dog than his. Um, and when we separated, I got Tucker and it was amazing. And he was with me for a long time. But at the end of the day, Tucker is so familiar with him. He not only loves him, but he's familiar with the house. He loves the house. He has a yard there in Michigan and he is as happy as he could be. I get updates. If you saw that I just went home to Michigan, I got to see him and spend so much time with him and he was really excited to see me. So I know that there's going to be a lot of opinions about this and it's the reason that I kept it off social media because everybody has an opinion on, oh, you gave up your dog, you did this. And to be honest, I made the best decision I could with what I was navigating and I think I made the best decision for me and for Tucker. Is it a permanent decision? I can't answer that right now. I think it's a tough situation to, it's a quick transition to bring him back now already, not knowing how it will be. And, um, you know, with the chance of getting kicked out of my apartment, it, it would be hard to bring him back here, him still not do well, and then have to take him back to Michigan. So, um I I can't really answer if it's a permanent decision or not right now, but know that I love that dog more than anything ever. And I really tried to navigate the best decision for both of us in the least selfish way. So I hope that everybody understands because I know that you're all really attached to Tucker too. And uh, it just is, he's he's so happy in Michigan, which makes me happy. It makes my heart really happy. Um, Outside of that... The second most asked question outside of where the heck is Tucker is, are you dating? A lot of you have noticed a shift in my energy, and I've gotten a lot of messages about this. It's like, Katie, you're just like beaming. You're glowing. What's happening? You have to be dating someone. It's like if somebody's glowing and happy, it's like they're dating someone. They're in love. They're getting laid. Something is going on. But if I'm being so honest, none of that is going on. What's really happening is that I have just found who I am for the first time in forever. I, you know, I mean, I speak openly about, you know, being in an emotionally abusive relationship. I went through a lot of heartbreak. Then I moved to Colorado, navigated all of that. And, and through all of this, since last year, I've gone through six months of therapy, trauma-informed therapy, and then six months with a self-discovery coach. And this process together has changed my life. And I feel like it, it, I, I'm getting tears in my eyes because I feel so excited about who I am in life and who I am as a person for the first time ever, ever. I've never known who I am. I've always tried to be what everybody else wanted me to be and who everybody else thought I should be. And I'm finally showing up as me. And I like it. Like I'm enjoying spending time with me. I'm enjoying doing these things with me and going places in Colorado with just me. Do I want someone in my life? Yeah, of course. Everybody wants a partner. Do I want intimacy? Yes. And I'm not against that. I'm not against, you know, dating somebody at all in any way. It just has to be the right person. 
and it has to be the right time. I'm very protective of my energy right now because I'm really enjoying this phase of getting to getting to live life as this like new me and new person and navigating it. And I'm cherishing so many moments. So I'm very protective of my energy. And I'm not on dating apps because to be honest, they sound like absolute nightmares. <laughs> and I hear, I mean, I hear very few good stories. I hear mostly bad stories. But at the end of the day, it sounds like something that I I just, I have no tolerance for surface level stuff in my life anymore and surface level conversations. And that seems very surfacey to me. I mean, you're judging someone based solely off of the way that they look, which to me, it doesn't align with me. It doesn't align with who I am to just be swiping based off the way somebody looks. I don't like it. I don't appreciate it. I don't want someone to do that for me. So I don't really want to do that for other people. And I know that's how you meet people these days. And everybody's encouraging me to get on and just try them. And I might, you know, at some point in my life, it might align with me. But right now, I am fully believing that my person I will meet in the most genuine and authentic way. Um, And that's just truly what I'm believing. So I have gone on dates with one person. So that is, I, I, I've gone on dates with one person and I actually met him. This is a really crazy story. When my parents were in town <laughs> and they were helping me just navigate this whole situation, we went to a restaurant and we were just talking about everything. And there was a guy and his dad next to us. And we ended up sitting there and talking with them the whole time. And they were hilarious. They were such good people. And he ended up asking me for my number in front of my parents And he also, this is a really stellar thing, when my stuff came in um, from the moving company, my mom and I were trying to navigate this by ourselves and we weren't navigating it really well. So he came over and helped hang stuff and put stuff together. And that was the first time I had actually really like seen him in person or talked to him was that day. So we went on a couple of dates and he was honestly, I had the most massive crush on him, like butterflies. And I friend zone every single person. I will be very honest with that. Again, I'm protective of my energy. Everybody gets a friend zone, like keep them at arm's distance. It's very rare for me to have feelings for somebody and to like somebody. And I actually had feelings for him, like major crush, butterflies. And then I cannot even tell you what happened. I, out of nowhere, I just really got scared because I've been through a lot and there was just there was a feeling of unsafe and that's the best way for me to explain it and i think that it was just a fear i don't think it was anything he did but i wrote him a message and i sort of explained that and i think i really caught him off guard if i'm being honest and i'm really bummed that i did that i'm bummed that i let fear take over but about 2 weeks after so i wrote him that message we didn't talk at all and about 2 weeks later i wrote him a message just apologizing and i i very simply said look Strong boundaries are good, but they're not good when you set them out of fear and not give anything a chance. And I just said, so I'm just really sorry that I did that and it it sort of caught you off guard. And if you want to get a coffee or a drink, I would love that. But if that door is closed, I totally understand too. And he never wrote me back. He never wrote me back, which to me, I kind of thought was a jerk move. So I thought that was just the universe saying like, you know what, you maybe made the right decision and you were feeling that way for a reason. Because I feel like that at least deserved a response back. But that's okay. It wasn't meant to be. But for me, it was a really good experience to know that one genuine guy, really good person Two, you can meet people outside of dating apps, even when you're with your parents in the least, you know, 
ideal form. And three, it was practice for me. You know, it's going to be weird getting back into dating after such a big period of not and such a big period of having these walls up. It's going to be learning how to break walls down and how to set them, how to keep them up when necessary, but bring them down and let people in that are really genuine people. It's going to be really tough for me to navigate. If you've ever been in an an emotionally abusive situation or in, in a relationship that was really, really hard to get over or broke your heart, like, you know, navigating that next relationship is not easy at all. So I'm, I'm sort of starting to realize that. But again, if if I'm being totally honest, I'm not putting my energy or focus there. My energy or focus is not going into dating. I want that to be I want that to be easy. And I just yeah, that that's all I, I think the best way to explain it is I'm just not I'm interested in it. I will. I'm not against it. I'm not opposed to it, but I'm not putting my mind and my time into having to find a partner. I'm putting my mind and my time into loving life, into finding adventure in Colorado. And the next thing I want to talk about is finding friends in Colorado and meeting my people because that's so important. It, meeting new friends in your 30s is a whole different vibe. Like this is not easy like it used to be in middle school or high school where every single person could be your friend. Meeting true friends in your 30s is hard. There's people you can meet, but do they really align with who you are? I mean, I think you know as you get older, whether you're 20s, 30s, 40s, as you get older, you have less of a tolerance for people that don't align with your life and your energy and people that don't give back to you. And and not that every, I mean, every relationship is a give and take, right? But there are some women, especially that are, are, I guess, sort of like energy vampires. And you start to pick up on that really, really quick, the more you find who you are. So I'm navigating that a little bit as well. And I mean, I'm, I'm meeting a ton of people, but this is the first time in my life where I've really believed in, in the power of manifestation because... I think like if you would have asked me four or five years ago, I would have been like, yeah, that sounds like weird spiritual stuff that I'm not into. And now I'm so into it because I'm seeing it firsthand in my life. Like this life that I'm living in Colorado, was it ideal in the beginning? Absolutely not. But I a thousand percent manifested this life. For years, I've been dreaming of feeling like my most authentic self, feeling like I fit in because I never felt like I did. And now I realize that I don't have to. I can just be me. Two, I found a journal a couple of years ago from actually it was like two years ago when I was setting my business goals with one of my business coaches. And I dreamed of having like a big place with windows in a white kitchen Like, have you seen my apartment right now? It has this beautiful white kitchen. It has these massive windows where I I have like the most gorgeous view of the mountains. And when I saw that journal entry, I was like, I have manifested this. I've been manifesting this without even realizing that this this is what I've been wanting and dreaming. And did it happen in the most ideal way? Absolutely not. I had to go through hurt. I had to go through heartbreak. I had to get rid of a lot in my life in order to open up the space to create what I have now. And I even think that, you know, with friends, sometimes it's hard that you have to end friendships or you have to create space with people that mean a lot to you. But if you want people in your life that align with you and that excite you and that encourage you and lift you up and build you up and give you confidence and aren't petty and gossipy and energy vampires, then you got to create that space for it, right? And sometimes that means making hard decisions. 
And I feel like, you know, moving, moving out here, it was definitely one of the biggest things was how am I going to meet people? It's especially when you don't really have a base, you know, a lot of people move somewhere with a base and I didn't really have that. And again, first couple months were rough, but all of a sudden I, I just had on repeat in my head. This is the one thing that, and I want you, if you're going through a tough time right now, this, this statement gave me so much safety the last, I don't know, six months is what if it works out better than you imagined? Like I had that on repeat when I was like crying in my empty apartment by myself. It was like, but what if like, just close your eyes, Katie, and imagine the life you want. What if this works out better than you imagined? And every single time I closed my eyes and imagined this life that I wanted, not only did it have love and laughter and freedom and all the things I have right now, but it had really strong friendships and a group of women that like I, I've just like dreamed about. And let me tell you, it's freaking happening. Out of nowhere the last month, so many women in my life are moving to Denver and like strong female entrepreneurs, the type of women that are like, I tell them my wildest dreams and they're like, Katie, will you please think bigger? Like, stop. Why are you putting a ceiling? Why are you putting a cap on yourself? And I've never had that. I mean, I cherish and I love my friendships so much with my close friends back home, but I think it's a different scenario. I feel like a lot of a lot of them don't understand me or don't it's I live a different life, right? Um, you know, I would say most of my best friends are married with kids and they and I love that for them and I love their kids and I love them so much, but I I do understand also that my life looks different. And sometimes it's hard to to know how to support people in the best way and to be able to have I think people in my life that I'm creating strong connections with that also are in the same situation in the same scenario that also understand me. Um, it's just really, really powerful and it's really comforting and I'm excited about it. I'm telling you, life is looking so good. Life is looking so excited. If you would have told me three months ago this was going to happen and to stick it out, I would have said, I don't believe you for a second. But in the back of my head, I had, what if it works out better than that better than I could have ever imagined. So that is where I'm at with friends and relationships. And the last question I want to answer, there were a lot of questions. Some of them were like inappropriate questions from creepers that I would never, ever answer because let's be honest, um, even though you seem to always want me to do a, a, a podcast um, reading the creepy DMs that I get. So maybe maybe I will put that on the list because there are some there are some doozies. But the last question somebody asked is, what are your personal goals? And I thought, geez, this is a really good question because I don't talk about that a lot. And I wasn't really sure if they meant with health and fitness or if they meant with life and with business. So I think I'm going to answer both for you because um, both are, are, are really equally as important. And I think a lot of times when we when I talk about goals on my platform, it's just health and fitness specific. And while I do have those in my life right now, I also think it's important to show women that we only set goals for health and fitness. And it's so important that we set goals for ourselves that challenge our mind, that challenge our comfort zones, that help us you know, break through and create growth as a human being instead of just goals to shrink our body that we feel like we're never getting to, right? Sometimes we we end up so defeated. And if you think about it, it was like, well, 
what goals do you set? I only set weight loss goals. And if you don't reach those, one, you're only tying your worth to your weight loss, which is absolute BS. And two, if you don't reach those, then you just feel worthless and you have nothing that really excites you in life or nothing to really go for. So I encourage both health and fitness related goals and personal goals. And I almost encourage the personal more. But I will cover the health and fitness, and I'm going to tell you something that I haven't spoke about yet. Um, I will be speaking about it, but this is something that I'm still trying to wrap my head around and I'm working through. Right now, as far as my health and fitness goals, it's to um, just feel good again. I, I've experienced something really scary where I've lost my cycle. And this is a very normal situation when high stress happens in your life. If you hear about athletes losing their cycle, for example, because they're, they, they're working out too much, right? That's a physical stress in the body. They're too active. They're in too much of a deficit. It's a lot of physical stress. You lose your cycle. Um, mental and emotional stress works very much the same. And if you know what I went through last year and then you know what I went through at the beginning of this year, I don't think you could have put more mental or emotional stress on a single person. Uh, I was about to break and my uh, my cycle responded that way and I haven't got it back yet. And that's really hard and really scary for me. Um, I want you to know that I'm working. I have so many dietitians and um, nutrition coaches that are, I mean, one, I have a hormone certification myself, but I have people in my life that are surrounding me that are helping me work through this. And this really is just a stress response. Is it scary that at 35, I've lost my cycle for a couple months and haven't had it back? Yes. But I also know that it takes time. Right. I need to be consistent with what I'm doing for, you know, the next three or four months before that will start to respond internally with my hormones. They really work on like three month cycles, 90 day cycles. So if I go to three months ago, again, that's February. That was a really tough time. Um, so I know that the things that I'm putting in place right now are really going to make an impact here in the end of May, June, and July. So as far as Health goals, I, I'm not setting any weight loss goals because my body's not in the position where I can be in this massive calorie deficit, where I can be doing intense activities. I'm doing strength training workouts. I'm trying to go for walks in the sunshine, focus on more recovery as far as like yoga. I'm focusing on getting more sleep, which is why you saw that alarm that I bought because I'm no longer keeping my phone in my room. So I'm doing what I can to just feel good. I want to feel strong. I want to feel healthy. I want to feel confident. And to be honest, the scale doesn't really matter. Am I up a little bit in weight with all the things that have happened? Yeah, of course. Of course I am. I went from strength training five days a week, teaching six classes at Equinox, going on walks every day to three months where I didn't really want to get out of bed. And I couldn't go. I couldn't even go to the gym downstairs in my apartment without Tucker freaking out. My only option was walking with Tucker. And that was it. So, of course, my body changed a little bit. And that's a hard thing, especially when your business is health and fitness. But also, I, I don't think every season in life is for crushing goals. And there's no way I would have been able to crush goals. My body was already under the most immense amount of stress. And I lost my cycle because of that. So I'm glad I didn't put it through a lot of physical stress as well. So as far as my health, like I really don't care about a weight. I want to feel just strong and confident and I want my hormones to be balanced and, and all the other things. So that is really the... Um, the health and fitness related goals. As far as the personal goals, I have something really exciting to share. 
One of my, again, another thing that I've been manifesting is that I really want to do more public speaking. I want to get in front of women. I want to, I'm a connector. Like I want to see you in person. I want to cry together. I want to hug. I want to laugh. But the biggest thing is I really want to get on stages. When I, when people say, where do you see yourself in five years? Um, well, social media is a huge part of my platform and I will always have that. I see myself on stage. I see myself doing public speaking in front of women because I want to change the conversation around health. I need you to understand that like, I do. does everybody I work with see weight loss? Yes, but I no longer want to be the weight loss coach. I want to change the conversation around health, around how we view our bodies, treat our bodies, take care of our bodies, and then also talk a lot deeper about like health isn't just physical health. It's mental and emotional too. And we have to learn how to understand and take care of ourselves through traumatic situations and through stress. And I want to, that's my goal is to get on stage. And I got my first public speaking gig and I'm so excited. It's in Austin, Texas in October. It's going to be about in front of 200 women at this health and wellness event. And I'm going to be speaking for 30 to 40 minutes on stage, which like gives me chills and like all of the excitement I could possibly imagine. It is like a full body. Hell yes. This is what you are meant to do when I think about it. So, um, not that that personal goal is totally achieved and accomplished, right? Because I, I, set the bar high and I want more of that and I want to get in front of people more and I want to do a TED talk and all of these things. So I'm putting it out in the universe right now. I've booked my first public speaking gig, but you will see me on stage more, which I'm really, really excited about. So Yes, that is an update on all things Katie and life in Denver and dating and friends and what's going on. And if you have any other questions, don't ever hesitate to send them to me or reach out to me because I love sharing this this journey with you, right? You guys have really been here with me through this roller coaster, through the ups and downs. It has been a crazy year for me. And it feels good to not have to show up as this like perfect person, to be like, look, I've made so many mistakes and I am like so far from perfect and I've struggled with all of these things, but also I've had all of these amazing things happen. And I think it's important to share, to share both and be open and honest and vulnerable with both because we know that social media can really seem like a highlight reel. And I want you to know it's not just that. So thank you so much for being here and we'll talk soon. If you vibe with this episode, I would love to hear from you. You know at Crying Burns Calories, we are all about community and connection and just changing the conversation about life for women. So if this episode was helpful for you, I would love if you could tag me, share it on your Instagram stories so I can thank you and also so we can just continue to get the message out and growing this amazing community.